Hey y'all, hey, welcome back to another episode of Safe Space with Shay. Today I have a very special guest and I know I'm a, a month late on the Black Men's uh, Mental Health Month, but I do have a very special guest today. I have Mr. Jason Phillips. He is a licensed therapist and a confidence expert. And he is also a native Detroiter. Hi, Jason. Hey, what up, though, Shay? What up, though? It's a pleasure to have you on. And I'm so excited when I can have local people who are from the D on here highlighting them and their work. Yeah, I feel the same way. I'm always just enamored and excited when I get a chance to collaborate with people from my hometown. So I'm excited about this. That is so awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Today, we're going to have a conversation around black men and their mental health with a focus on their um, self-care and self-empowerment. A lot of times, black men do not have the space um, to express themselves openly with the range of emotions that they have you know, is so typical or um, expected of them, right, to express um, hostility and anger. But they really don't get a chance to express those uh, moments where they might feel sad or overwhelmed or confused. And so I just wanted to talk to you, Jason, about that. What are you seeing in your clients amongst your black male clients? Well, I'm seeing a lot of not having or not feeling like they have the space to really emote. So they're keeping their feelings inside until they can't anymore. Typically something happens, whether it be an argument with a family member or their partner, things not going so well in their uh, professional life. And they say, you know what? I've reached a point where I can't not deal with this anymore. And that's typically when they reach out for my services. Mm, Okay. And so what are some areas that you kind of focus on with them in particular? The first area is self-esteem and self-confidence, helping them believe in themselves, be comfortable with being their authentic self. And a lot of times that comes from unpacking childhood wounds or maybe earlier issues that they thought they had dealt with or didn't need to deal with, but now they're starting to show up in other places. So, for example, if they're not comfortable with who they are and they don't necessarily share that with their friends or family, but it's coming out in their behavior. So now you're spending too much or maybe they're not able to settle down with one partner. Those are some ways where they're saying, you know what, I'm not happy with this behavior. Let me address it. Oh my God. And I, you know, as you were talking to, I even thought about like the pressures of these um, roles that they feel like they have to fulfill. I know a lot of black men, you know, have this responsibility of I'm not a man if I don't take care of my family or my wife or, you know, it's kind of like this self neglect thing already ingrained in them. Right. Like put others first before I attend to myself. And that can kind of cause resentment and hostility. Right. Oh, big time, because you keep putting everybody else first, then who's taking care of you? Mm-hmm. You're not taking care of yourself. You're not allowing other people to take care of you either. So eventually you start to break down. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what kind of car you drive, the best car on the, on the road, it still needs maintenance. So we have to think about ourselves in that same form and fashion. Even though we were great, we're working you know, our careers, we're taking care of other people, 
we still need self-maintenance too. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And I know I talked about, touched on this on one of my um, earlier podcasts last year, um, talking to a black male therapist really about um, humanizing black men. Like that in itself is a whole <laughs> topic that needs to be tackled. Yeah. And when you say that, I think even just putting, you know, that sentence together, it's like we feel like at times we're superhuman. Mm-hmm. I remember I was talking to a, a gentleman one time and this was a, we were doing a virtual session and he became emotional and felt like, okay, I can't let you see me like this. Oh, wow. Even though, you know, I'm, I'm coming to you to, to unpack some things, just being able to say, yes, I'm human. I cry. I have fears. I can experience anxiety. Just being validated, that goes a long, long way. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So that's good, yeah, because they do have to have the um, the space, right, and, and the support for that. So what would you say, how can women um, help them in this space without throwing it back up in their face? Because I hear that a lot from black men, too. It's like when, you know, their partner gets upset with them, you know, they hear that thrown back at them. Yeah, so definitely don't throw it back in our face because men don't forget. Even if we say we're okay, we will remember that. We will kind of make a, a note, okay, a mental note. Let me not expose myself or let me not be this vulnerable because if I do, this can happen. Mm-hmm. Another thing, especially in relationships, being open and honest about what the woman wants and being okay if they're saying, hey, if, like if the woman is, is dealing with something and they're being vulnerable, let your, your partner, let your man come in and help you and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Have space for him to support you and you have space to support him without judgment. And also you both are taking accountability of your own feelings. Mm-hmm. A lot of times men feel like we have to take care of your feelings too. And the onus is just on us. And we feel like at any time the goalpost can be moved. So meaning we think that this is all we need to do. And it's like, Oh no, you need to do a little bit more. Oh no, wait, are you serious? Mm-hmm. Yes. You need to step it up. So now we feel like in this relationship, we can never keep the, our partner happy. Mm-hmm. And that in itself can cause a lot of self doubt mm-hmm. and self esteem issues. Oh my, yeah, that's a really good point. So now that we're touching on that, too, and I, I wanted to also add, too, a lot of times I think that, like you said, it's, it's up to the woman as well to take care of her emotional needs or whatever they are, being able to express that. But I also think, too, a lot of times when we get frustrated with men, right, we'll say hurtful things instead of saying, you know, what, I'm upset because you're not spending time with me. I feel neglected or, you know, I would like to do this with you. So. I feel like it's good to kind of not, instead of like throwing it back up in their face, really know like, why are you feeling this way? Are you feeling this way? Cause you feel neglected or abandoned or because whatever it was, right. Being able to communicate that so that we're not um, weaponizing um, black men's emotions against them. Yes. Yes. Uh, communicate what you're feeling. Don't, don't weaponize it. And, when you, I want to say this, especially for the, the women who are listening in, when you're able to a, a 
admit or acknowledge that, hey, maybe I haven't shown up for you in the best way. What can I do to help? What can I genuinely do to help? Make sure that you have the time to have that conversation. Because we can feel when the conversation is forced or is being rushed. Mm. That's the first thing. Also, when your partner or your your brother, your father, whomever that that male may be, when they express themselves, make sure that you understand exactly what they're saying. So you may want to use language such as, so I'm hearing you say X, Y, Z. Or did I hear you say blank, blank, blank. And that way, if there is miscommunication, it can be corrected right then. And we both don't walk away from the conversation hearing two different things Mm -hmm. because whatever we thought was being resolved now, it's not. And that's going to just really compound the issue that we're dealing with beforehand. Okay. No, that's really good advice. Really good advice. And I remember um, hearing that when I was in a couple therapy years ago, mirroring back with your partner said, (laughs) And it really does work. It really does because it kind of just weeds out any like um, misinterpretation of what this person is saying, right? You can really like really see them and hear them. So, oh, listen, Shay, we hear some stuff, and and I've been, you know, a couple therapy before too. We'll hear some stuff. I wait, dude. I thought that's what you said. No, that's (laughs) not. But that's what. But that's what you heard. That's it. But that's what you heard. <laughs> that's it. So, so now we, yeah, time and, uh, you know, that that's precious. That the energy, the vulnerability, that space. So we have to make sure that if we hear something, mm-hmm. that we really do hear it. And, and it's okay if we get it wrong or if like, no, that's not what I meant. Okay, well, let's, let's fix it. Let's correct it. Yeah, because I think that we have been conditioned to listen to respond and not listen to understand. And so (laughs) that just perpetuates itself. And it's like, well, I communicated, but really communicating is 90% listening. Okay. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. not responding back. And so we have to get back to really mastering the art of communication. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a skill. It's yeah. something that, you know, when I work with uh, men one-on-one or women and definitely couples, they're always saying, we want to work on our communication. Man, we have to figure out what does that actually mean? Right. Because for some people that may be, I want to start speaking up more mm. because they're not communicating. Mm. Only one person is, is dominating the conversation mm-hmm. and the other person is walking away feeling like I can't, uh, express myself. I can't be assertive, or if I do, the other person is going to be upset. And so, so for men, a lot of times I'm asking them, "How do you want to show up differently in your relationship, in your life, mm-hmm. in your business and professional world?" Because once you can have that type of confidence, when you walking like it, you're talking like it, you're thinking on a different level it's going to permeate throughout the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be only one area where you're impacted. These same skills that we're working on in your relationship, you can transfer them over to your team members mm-hmm. or when you're having conversations with your boss or, or your subordinate. So mm-hmm. it, it's, a, it's a definitely, you know, not a, um, a like we, we don't just work on one aspect. We work on the whole person. 
Yeah. Oh, no, that's good. So I'm glad you brought up that confidence piece too, Mr. Confidence Expert. <laughs> so when it comes to building up black men's confidence, what are some key areas that you focus on um, with them? One, what are your values? Like, what do you truly want? Because when you can, when your behavior is not in accord with your values, there's going to be a disconnect. Mm-hmm. So when we think about confidence, a lot of times we think about somebody, you know, just being, you know, really sure of themselves or maybe more assertive. They do what they want. But on a deeper, deeper level, are you having the confidence to live how you want Mm. in all areas of your life? Meaning, are there some aspects that you are downplaying because you're concerned if other people knew this is what you really wanted? They wouldn't like you. But in return, because you're not expressing yourself in a genuine way, you're not liking yourself. Mm -hmm. You're not happy with the way that, you know, with the things that you're not saying. So every time you go to bed or you're at home or you're with your own thoughts, you're wrestling with, I know I'm supposed to be doing something different. Mm -hmm. So we get into the values, like what are your core values and how are they being played out on a daily basis? The next thing we're doing, we're, we're looking at your circle. Who's around you? What are your influences? Who are you influencing? Because it goes both ways. Just as much as you may be influenced by certain things, you want to make sure that you're having an impact on other people. So we're auditing your circle, making sure that everything is in alignment. And then lastly, we're going to talk about your mindset. How are you thinking? What thoughts are you having? You know, are there certain feelings that are bleeding into your thoughts that are uh, causing you to show up a certain way? Mm. So it gets deep, but it's a lot of good, fun, and necessary work that we do. Absolutely. And so when your clients come in and you touch on that, what do you require from them? Is there a willingness? Do they have to be consistent? You can't just do it for three sessions and feel like, all right, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, I'll let people know, you know, change takes time. That's right. So if you think this is going to be a, a one and done or I'm going to see you, you know, when you feel like it, I'm very direct in saying that's not going to work because it's just like going to the gym. If you pop in the gym when you feel like it or once a month, you might not have that six pack. You may not have the shape that you want. So the same thing goes with your your emotional and mental wellness, too. Don't just think that you can just talk to somebody for, you know, an hour and that's going to be it. Mm -hmm. There's homework involved. So you do need, I would say the three things you need. One, you need awareness. Mm -hmm. Awareness is something that's going on that you need to address. Then the second A, you want to take accountability. Mm -hmm. So we cannot keep blaming everyone else Mm -hmm. for the things that we do have or don't have. And then lastly, we have to take action. Now, everyone is going to be at a different stage when it comes to, you know, how, how aware they are, how accountable they're willing to be, and where they're at to implement action. But I can work with you as long as you're willing to meet me somewhere in between. That's good. That's good. And I'm glad you touched on that, too, because I was going to say, what's your take? And I know you're a therapist, right? You're, you're going to advocate for right. therapy. But... Like, a lot of black men, oh, I'll just get a self-help book. I'll be straight. 
<laughs> yeah, but are you read? So one, are you reading the book? I remember when I went to the church one time, and people, the, the pastor said, "Oh yeah, people say that they just gonna pray at home. They don't need to come to church." But then, are you actually doing it? Mm. And that's the same uh, mindset I would take with the self help book. Are you going to actually read it, and are you going to actually implement the exercise? Mm. Because now. You're talking about self-help. Now, you're only helping yourself. So if you don't feel like helping yourself, are you still going to get the help? Mm-hmm. Who's going to ask you, okay, what did you learn on chapter one? Mm-hmm. Why are you not on chapter You've been on chapter four for a whole year. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You know, this is not a hooked on phonics type of situation. Right. So when you have someone to help you navigate those type of situations, the accountability is key. You know, there are certain questions that you cannot ask yourself mm-hmm. because you don't know the questions to ask. Mm-hmm. And you may be afraid to answer the question. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm all for self-help. I'm also for professional help, too. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, I feel like you benefit from having both, not just from one. You know, they say... uh this guy Jim Quick, I love him. He said it becomes mm-hmm. shelf help when you don't apply what you learn because <laughs> you got a book that sits on the shelf. <laughs> and it's exactly. like, I'm like, that is, yeah, so true. You have to put that stuff in action of what you're reading, what you're retaining, because if that's the case, like, what's the point of reading it if you're not going to apply it? And like I said, it's it's also good to have someone to come in there and ask you those um, engaging questions, right? That's going to really discover, okay, what's under this layer? What's really going on there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay, so what about self-care? You know, we talked about, you know, men focusing on themselves and the confidence and building that up. What self-care habits can they implement? I know boundaries is one. Yeah, boundaries is important. And being aware that you even need boundaries, Mm -hmm. that's going to help you because sometimes we, you know, we're walking around just doing a whole lot of things, being overstretched, we're tired, we're irritable, we're angry, not realizing that, oh, I lack boundaries. I'm Mm -hmm. just doing everything with no, you know, like Master P, I I have no limits. So when you don't have limits, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's going to get you in trouble. So also having the, the boundaries with yourself, and self-care practices can be very straightforward and simple. They don't have to be complex. So meaning going to the doctor, going to the dentist, getting your, your checkup. Before we even get into self-care, I want to make sure that we're, you know, practicing self-maintenance. Mm. Are, you, are you eating healthy? Are you watching what you eat? You know, a lot of the gentlemen that I work with, they're, they're not – 18, 20. I mean, some are, but some are 40, 50. Mm-hmm. We have to talk about these things and be really direct about it. Mm-hmm. Are you moving? Meaning if you work a desk job, are you still making sure that you get up every so often and walking around the building or your office? Mm-hmm. And then are you sleeping? Mm-hmm. Are you sleeping too much? Or are you sleeping too little? Yeah. So self-care, there's, there's layers to it, and I really want to make sure that we're practicing the basics before we just jump to, you know, the, the full body massages mm-hmm. or the spa and the, the vacations on the beach. Those are great too. Mm-hmm. But let's do some things that we can, that are free, 
that are simple, and then we can add in everything else, you know, the luxurious stuff. We deserve that too. Mm-hmm. But I want to make sure you're able to enjoy that. That's so true. Yeah, I think we underestimate habits, right? Um, habits can have a huge impact on our lifestyle and our choices. And so when we realize like those little habits that we do and tweaking them and changing them, and like you said, being um, consistent, you know, every day putting forth that effort, it can have a, a very positive impact on you overall, you know, and just like you said, like men that are um, irritable. Okay. Really understanding what's causing that irritability or that frustration, right? Did I say, did I not say no to something or did I not ask, right, for support? Because even black women have that too, right? Like it takes so much courage to say, you know what, I need help. I'm struggling right now, you know, and to be able to receive that is a really, it's a really big challenge for a lot of uh, people of color. I will say that. It is. It really is. Yeah. So that's, that's definitely important. Is there anything else, Mr. Jason, you wanted to highlight? You know, I'll say this, uh, say, I really appreciate you for, for having me on. I think these conversations, um, have to just happen more frequently and you're doing the work by, you know, by, by promoting on your platform or recognizing black men, mental health, men's awareness. So I really appreciate that. And I would say definitely if, you know, check out my podcast as well, peace and prosperity podcast, because we have lots of conversations around our self-confidence, anxiety, and how to manage these things in a very, strategic and tangible way yes yes and black men need that so i'm gonna definitely list your podcast and your instagram handle in the show notes but i forgot to ask you how did Uh you become a licensed therapist oh (laughs) i guess uh so one i always being from detroit i had questions like why are some people not as successful as other people. Why are some people struggling with addiction, money habits? Um, so that, that just sparked my curiosity for psychology. So I studied psychology at Wayne State, then transferred to Eastern to graduate with my bachelor's in psychology. Went down the street to uh, University of Michigan School of Social Work for my master's in clinical social work. And then just thankfully been able to have a number of experiences in hospice, grief and loss, community mental health, hospital settings, Department of Defense, VA. I mean, you know, I've worked everywhere except for the prison system, and that's been helpful to not only be a licensed therapist, but have um, expertise and experience in different, uh, in different arenas. Wow. And that's, did you know, like, when you were little, like, you know, you like helping people or questioning the, the whys? I was, once I found out about just uh, the psychology and then so, later social work field, because mm-hmm. I was at Cass Tech and they, you know, we had curriculum, so we didn't have psychology or mm-hmm. social work curriculum. They had the closest thing, I, I, I just did business because that was, that attracted me too, but I did have a passion for yeah, helping people on a 
more intimate level. Mm, okay. Okay. So it was there. Yeah. That's it was there. Yeah. It was there. <laughs> and you have a very broad range of experience. So, like you said, that's good. That lends um, you to the community that you're servicing at large. So, I commend you for the work that you're doing because there's not a lot of black male therapists. <laughs> and so yeah. this is why I try my best to highlight and be like, hey, they out here. <laughs> I appreciate it. I really, yeah. really do. No problem. Okay, one last question. Are you accepting your yeah. clients? Yes, I am. Okay. I am. So people can reach out to me. They can visit my website, jasonlphillips.com. Or, you know, shoot me an email, DM, however they need to get in touch with me. That's fine. But the website and scheduling the consultation is the easiest way. Cool, cool. So I will list all of that in the show notes. I want to give you a round of applause. Thank you. And I am so glad we were able to reconnect. And um, thank you guys so much for joining me. Until next time. 